0: Hi, I'm George Stalker, and this is LastWeekIn.net for the week ending 24 October 2020. It was mostly community goodies this week. No releases, but that's not surprising given the impending release of .NET 5 on November 10th. So here's what I found last in.NET. GitHub now supports code navigation for C-sharp repositories. If you've ever used OpenGroc, you may wonder why services like GitHub never provided navigation between references. Well, now they do. This is a phenomenal offering from GitHub. Having the ability to click on a reference for an object and go to that class definition is, well, long overdue. Mads Torgerson, designer on the C Sharp team, talks about where C Sharp is going. I love C Sharp, and I love that it's touted as one of the most popular programming languages out there. But let's be real here. it's popular days are still to come. For a long time, it was Windows only, and it was firmly sucking on the Microsoft teat. It's still doing that, but now it has a veneer of open source, and it has actual cross-platform compatibility. Let's not kid ourselves. C Sharp was good for businesses, but now it's good for everyone. I just hope it isn't too late. Did you know you can add assembly info attributes dynamically using the assembly metadata attribute. Whew. This is from 2018, and I'm sure the API has changed a little bit. But a tweet from James Newton King alerted me to this feature in .NET Core. If you need to modify your assemblyinfo.cs at build time, this provides a great way of doing that. At least until the zoomers come and decide that version numbers are passe, and we should just be dealing with Calver instead. All hail the zoomers. Also, I'm watching way too much TikTok. Speaking of TikTok, Microsoft is a little depressed that their acquisition of TikTok didn't pan out. So they've been releasing one dev question, one day videos that are about a minute in length. And this week's question is, what is C-sharp? My go-to answer of a really f-ing awesome programming language that is tainted by its association with Microsoft was rejected. Quite unfairly, I might add. Microsoft now supports Linux on Microsoft Edge. I don't have a snarky thing to say about this, well, except perhaps to question if their marketing department understands who their customer actually is. Hint, it's not people who use Linux on their desktop. I'd also like to add that the money they put towards the development of Edge on Linux, they could very well have paid off an open-source author or two. You know, like the guy from AppGet? And what we will all undoubtedly regret in five years... There's a new course out on how to do full-stack development with Blazor and WebAssembly. This is, of course, a terrible idea, but my support does go out to the gentlemen who are profiting off the popularity of Blazor. I don't have a dog in this metaphorical fight, but anyone who has worked with ASP.NET Web Forms knows how this is going to turn out. JavaScript does it easier and better, and you end up maintaining something the community has shifted away from. The Nougat team has released a survey asking the community for its thoughts on NuGet. This survey closes soon, and so take it now. I really have no idea when it closes, but given that this is a weekly newsletter, uh, we can safely assume it's not long for this world. Microsoft has long ignored NuGet, so please take your survey so its issuers can, well, keep their jobs. There's a GitHub issue open that addresses the MyMeth problem, in .NET docs, now in the .NET docs, bless their hearts, they had a documentation that referred to a method as my meth, and they called it my meth instead of my method. It was, of course, noted and brought up, and sadly for the Breaking Bad fans among us, it's going to be fixed. Apparently, OData is still alive, and what I will consider a holy <laughs> moment: OData eight 0.0 Preview has been released. If you haven't already jumped ship to GraphQL and still want a hella insecure way to query your data, might I recommend OData? Microsoft is back on the touting c for game development kick, and I'm here for it. No, I do not forgive them for hurting XNA, but I'm going to give Microsoft their due kudos here. C-sharp is a valuable game programming language, and they're doing their best to make sure that everyone knows it. Special thanks to Abdullah Hamid for the tweet that made me aware of this series. The .NET team has released a site that shows their roadmap pulled directly from their GitHub issues. Now, this is a good look into the Microsoft machine surrounding .NET, and it's well worth your time if you're interested in the future of .NET. There's a blog post out about how to do attribute-based access control with Blazor WebAssembly and Identity Server 4. And what I can only characterize as a bad idea ice cream topped with terrible idea sprinkles, there's a series out on Codemaze on how to develop a back with Blazor WebAssembly. Personally, I'd be delighted to know if this fits a use case you actually have and whether you're going to implement it. Also, please send me a before email so after your project's launched, we can commiserate together over the idea and lost youth. Rick Strahl takes you into the process of creating .NET custom project types with the .NET CLI project types template. Long story short, if you create microservices or you otherwise want to enforce defaults and standards when creating a new project, this blog post is for you. Jimmy Bogard found a bug in the .NET Core Runtime. Where string index of comparison fails or breaks depending on which runtime you use. As it turns out, Microsoft switched to ICU instead of using NLS, which is what they were using previously. And this change had the side effect of breaking string comparison code that doesn't specify a culture or string comparison.ordinal. Now, the Microsoft people who have responded to this view this as a cost of doing business when they switched to ICU instead of NLS which, to their way of thinking, makes it not a bug, just a feature that we, the users, didn't connect the dots on. Layla Porter, newly elected .NET Foundation board member, talks on .NET Rocks about the, well, the .NET Foundation, specifically its goals and how it needs to evolve. Also, this marks episode 1710 of .NET Rocks. Holy cow, it's been around a long time. John Skeet takes us through the .NET Functions Framework. If you're trying to develop .NET applications that work on quote-unquote serverless architecture, whether this is AWS Lambda or Azure Functions, this framework and the blog post are for you. It's not for everyone in all use cases, but for some use cases, serverless is just what we need. And that's what happened last week in .NET. I'm George Stocker, and I help teams build better systems faster without the crankiness that inevitably comes from just slapping code together. To learn more, visit www.doubleyourproductivity.io. And I will see you next week.